everyone and welcome to the Lash Tribe show. My name is Julia Mann and I'm the owner and founder of Lash Tribe. We help create successful and fully booked lash artists all over the world with the help of our online and in-person training programs. Today I am actually doing the intro in my backyard because I forgot to film it on set. But in today's episode of the show, we have some really special guest, Corissa Hill. Carissa Hill is quite a well-known business growth coach living here in Australia, but she has clients from all over the globe and she's just amazing. I have actually done one of her very first Facebook courses. And today we are going to talk about Facebook ads and how a Facebook ad actually works and how you should be writing it. And she's going to take some of that kind of tech confusion that a lot of people have, and this is why they don't ever get started creating their own ads away so that you can go home and be a little bit more confident in writing an ad copy knowing exactly what to say and why that is the way that it is and what the psychology behind writing the perfect ad is and what you should be avoiding as well so i really think you're going to get a lot of value from this episode so let's get right into it no matter what facebook does and no matter what happens in the world the answer to marketing and business in general is always to know the people and what they want. If I was starting a brand new salon or business from scratch, the first step is always people need to know you exist. They need to know that you're there. What do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that people can make when they are writing a Facebook ad? The biggest one is they're not thinking about the audience at all. They're just talking about themselves. I'm so excited to have you here. We are up at Mount Tambourine and I'm here with Carissa Hill. Mm -hmm. She's a marketing expert and concentrates on the beauty industry. That's how it got started anyway. So I know a lot of people who are listening or watching this, they kind of know you. But for someone who has no idea who you are, who is Carissa Hill? (laughs) It's me. Um, (laughs) So my background is in hair and beauty, specifically eyelash extensions, spray tans and hair extensions. That was always my areas of specialty. And I started a very small salon in the garage of a rental property when I was 21 years old and realized pretty quickly that I was very good at social media marketing because I managed to get so busy so fast that I opened a shop, started hiring people, got really booked out and then kind of realized that I loved business and and growing a brand and just growth in general and so I opened a second shop and then a third shop made a whole lot of mistakes of course as you do and learned from them but at the peak of that business I had three stores running without me in them and I was working from home or traveling the world doing just the Facebook marketing and keeping it busy and then there came a point at you know in my late 20s I was getting bored and restless again I wanted to do something different and new and I realized that most people that I would meet like at business events or things like that were just asking me like how did you do that like Mm -hmm. and I didn't know that it wasn't a normal thing that other people you know when you're just like you're good at something and you think that everybody else knows how to do it. Mm. So that was what I was like with, especially with the Facebook stuff. Um, I just thought everybody knows that, you know, Mm. turns out they don't. And so I started making videos. I started like branding myself as a coaching consultant. I went and studied coaching and NLP and I was like, this is cool. This is exciting. Um, Started making videos, giving lots of social media tips, launched my first online course and turns out that what I taught helped people 
like immensely and they made a lot of money just by getting better at their social media marketing and Facebook ads especially. Mm. So yeah, that's kind of what I've been specializing in doing for the last nearly seven years. Has it been seven years already? Almost. It'll be seven years next start of next year. That's crazy. So you also have a Facebook group. Tell me a little bit about that one. Yeah. So my Facebook group is called Coffee with Carissa. Currently, I think there's around 17,000 people in it. Once again, I started that just kind of for fun as a hobby in the beginning, just to share, like you did, to share tips and things that I was interested in and help people and build a community. And that's, yeah, just continued to grow. And I just add a lot of value and tips in there and Mm -hmm. then launch my courses and programs and books and everything in there and heaps of fun. Mm. What would you say is one of your programs that you have sold the most because of the success that people got from? Oh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I've had I've had lots of different courses. I'm one of those people that's a bit ADHD. I get bored of things really quickly and I'm just always doing new things. My most successful course was probably the Wolfpack Mastermind that I ran for three years and that was specializing in both Facebook marketing, like helping you to double your business with Facebook ads was the goal and also showing how to set up your business to run without you. I closed that one at the end of last year just because, once again, I was bored of it and needed a change, but it's still there and I might reopen it again one day. But lots of other little courses. Hmm. Uh, Selling on Social is my current Facebook marketing course that's just focused on selling, making money. That's (laughs) awesome. So let's dive a little bit deeper into the world of social media marketing because I know... I mean, I've been doing a little bit of it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in one of your first Facebook courses as you well. Were. So I learned a lot from that. So thank you. <laughs> that kind of kickstarted started. You were one of the of people, my... literally the story, like I'd go yeah. to networking meetings. We met at a networking meeting and you were like, I don't know what I want to do. And I'm like, I don't know. You, you, yeah, you were a bit confused. Yeah, and I was I like, know. I teach how to get clients with Facebook ads. And then you asked me a bunch of questions and then joined the course. I was like, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And here we are today. (laughs) Millions and millions of dollars later and thousands of customers later. Right. So um, how do you think the social media world has changed in the last, let's say, Mm. three years, but specifically throughout COVID? Okay. So, I mean, this is my opinion and everyone's going to have different opinions. I don't think it's changed at all. And I think it ever changes. I think every time, I mean, it does. Facebook changes the rules and the algorithms and the features and the settings and all of that technical crap but Mm. that's not what I focus on when it comes to social media I ignore all of that and I focus on the people that I'm talking to so people have changed like people don't change like the core psychology of people like I love the the connection and the psychology part of marketing Mm. the most and business it's no matter what Facebook does and no matter what happens in the world the answer to marketing and business in general is always to know the people and what they want and when you know what people want so COVID obviously changed what people wanted Mm. Um, so for my business especially I changed everything this year Um, I had an online course where I was teaching people how to grow their business a lot of people in hair and beauty they all had to close so they had to stop paying me so I was like okay pivot pivot what are we gonna do what are we gonna do what and but I don't think about what I need to do I think about what do they want if they don't want this what do they want? Yeah. What do they um, yeah. And so I started thinking, well, look, if I had a hair salon and it was closed right now and I couldn't trade, what would be the best thing to do for my business? And I was like, I would work on growing an email list or growing a database and building an audience of people that would be like hungry to buy once you are re- able to reopen. Mm. So I started a marketing agency uh, and we offered that as a done for you service. 
and we literally did like 20 grand in the first week that I um, launched that because people don't have money for an online course, but oh my God, I need that. So, you know, people will spend money on what they want, but they won't spend it on what they don't want. And that's all done through social media. So yeah, that was my story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but my COVID it, story. Okay. No, pretend I am completely new. Yeah. I have a brand new salon. Yeah. There's no COVID. Well, we have gone through COVID, mm. but we're starting to slowly open up again. again. And I have lost a lot of my clients. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea how to use Facebook marketing because so far I got everyone organically, word of mouth mm-hmm. or whatever. Where do I start mm-hmm. if I wanted to learn how to do Facebook or Instagram ads myself? Mm-hmm. What are the secrets to writing good ads? Share as much as you can. I will. Because I know you have programs about that as well. Oh, but- yeah. But I love to help, so I'll yeah. share whatever comes into my brain. So if I was starting a brand new salon or business from scratch, the first step is always people need to know you exist. They need to know that you're there. So you can absolutely go straight into running ads, promoting your services. But there's also other, like my theory currently changes. Um, <laughs> but I like to look at marketing as though you're meeting a new friend for the first time. Like I wouldn't walk up to somebody's face in a shopping center or on the street and be like, hey, do you want to buy this? Like. I just wouldn't do that. It feels really uncomfortable. So I would be more likely to introduce myself and say, hi, you know, I'm curious. It's really nice to meet you. What's your name? And find out more about them. So some of the ads that I've been testing for our clients in our agency this year have been more designed around like offering something, giving something for free um, for a new client. So whether that's like a, a new client discount special offer or some kind of like new client package or Mm. especially for there's an ad that I wrote called like are you a lash virgin or are you a something virgin like you've never Mm. tried them before but the secret really is to once again like you have to identify who the person is that you're talking to and not try and talk to a crowd of people at once so when it comes to advertising especially like if I want to sell eyelash extensions and I I have to think in my mind am I going to write this post to someone who's never tried them before because I would talk to that person quite differently. They probably have different concerns, different questions. Whereas if I was talking to someone who had been wearing lashes for years already and wanted to try the new, whatever the newest new thing technique, is, new style. Yeah, that like, or fully glamorous, fluffy ones or whatever, then I would talk to that person quite differently. Like you've been getting lashes for years, but have you tried these ones? Like, oh, they're so much better because this, 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 this. And then, you know, you could have a special offer or something that's another like a really good tip is that people will talk themselves out of buying things if Mm -hmm. there's no reason for them to buy it right now so if you want to get like have the best results with your Facebook ads and marketing you should ideally have like a different kind of special offer or package or promotion or something that is like a limited time thing so you know you could think of 12 different offers and then have one a month for the year and that's your marketing planned out for the year but if there's no reason like if you have a special offer to try this new style of lashes this month only save this much they have to get it before a certain time yeah, um, say, yeah. otherwise they're just like oh yeah i'll do it later talk to me a little bit about the psychology and i guess the customer journey before they even are customer say i'm on my phone i'm scrolling through facebook there's mm-hmm. so many ads mm-hmm. right now and mm-hmm. some so i go many. like oh my God, what is going on? I wasn't interested in kittens. I don't have a cat. But say I'm just scrolling through and what is the psychology there? Is something that kind of catches my interest or whatever, piques my interest. Mm -hmm. 
And then what is the next thing? What is the most important parts about that, the picture mm-hmm. or video mm-hmm. or the copy that you're writing? Mm-hmm. Does it have to be short? Does it have to be long? Mm-hmm. Like what is the thing that you see as a scrolling person? Yes. Well, that's I always imagine being the user seeing the ad. I think that's a really important thing. But once again, I don't. there's no one one best way to do anything like I've got some ads or run some ads that are like really really short and some ads that are like I just wrote one yesterday that's so long Mm -hmm. but the real secret is once again it's that the person reading it needs to like identify with like they have to see it and think oh this is for me Mm -hmm. so you really have to know clearly who it is that you're talking to first and be totally okay with people seeing your ad that are not that person and I think that's what some people do is they think oh but you know it doesn't relate to everybody so I'm wasting my money and um that's not the case so the length of the ad doesn't necessarily matter as long as you yeah you clearly know who you're talking to so you know let's say you are starting a lash business and you need more clients because Mm. all your clients have gone if I was to write a post or an ad that said like is your business just started opening up again and you're wondering where all of your clients have gone, you desperately need new ones in the door, here's how to do it. You're going to pay attention to that because yeah. it's speaking to you. Mm. In terms of photos, photos and videos that you can use in your ad, the lashes especially, I find just like pictures that show off really good lash work, like close up of the face mm. of, of the eye, usually get the best attention or like slow-mo blinking photos mm-hmm. and stuff like that when the lashes look amazing work really great so that's like the first thing that catches someone's attention is the ad creative right yeah so the first sentence and the picture is what people see because a lot of the time they'll have to click to read more so Mm. you always want to capture people's attention in the first sentence and it needs to be relevant to what you're actually selling or who you're talking to like if that's just like oh hey how's your day going like no one's (laughs) gonna click to read it (laughs) how how do you find the balance has to be between As a lash salon, obviously now, not like as a business coach, but as a lash salon, what is the value that you have to give in percentage-wise in comparison to the times you might write a promotional Mm -hmm. post? Like what other kind of posts would people be interested? If I have a Facebook page and I just say the whole time, I'm selling this, buy this, buy this, my offer is this. Like Mm -hmm. what other content can I put on my Facebook page Mm -hmm. that's relevant to my industry? That's a really good question. Thanks. Very good question. (laughs) And once again, I'm going to tell you, it comes back to who your audience is and what they want. <laughs> That's literally the secret. So, um, and what you feel like sharing and on your the brand that you're building. So for me, like I sell business courses, I sell Facebook marketing courses, but a lot of the content that I make for like value content is just stuff like a story of something that happened mm-hmm. to me or um, like a mindset and personal development type stuff that I like sharing with my audience because I've incorporated that into my brand. So there's no reason why, like if you're a lash artist and you do lashes and that's what you sell, you could still make makeup videos or you yeah. could still do like a personal day in the life vlog or you could give parenting tips mm-hmm. if a lot of your audience and customers are parents and that's they're going to buy lashes from you but they're going to love you and follow you because you are not just lashes you know like you're a person that they have a connection with and you don't have to sell makeup you don't have to sell parenting anything but you can make that a part of your brand yeah does that for yeah for sure definitely i used to share a lot of content for mothers because i had a lot of clients with children yeah and there's like these two two ladies 
I forgot their name, but they were in the car recording themselves, drinking wine, talking about their children. I mm -hmm. love that kind of thing, <laughs> like the viral type videos. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> What would you say to someone if they really want to learn how to do Facebook ads and doing it themselves mm -hmm. and they say, I'm too scared, it's too techy? Yeah, okay. I literally just re <laughs> launched a little course for people like that uh -huh. the other week. Yeah, the other week, and it's called Boosting Posts for Basic. <laughs> I love because, the title you use. <laughs> because um, so many, like, so many people are like that, but I'm also like that. Like, mm. I like, I like the techie stuff, but I'm also like super lazy, and I want things to just be done yeah. without me having to go on the computer. And especially oh. having kids, oh. I know that if I write a post and it's good and I can use it as an ad, I'm gonna just boost it from my phone. I'm not gonna go into Ads Manager and set up this bloody campaign for it because I can't yeah. be bothered. And I know that it works. There's so many Facebook people out there, like so many, that will tell you not to do boosted mm -hmm. posts. My theory about that is they want you to come and buy their thing to teach you ads manager <laughs> or they don't know how to do boosted posts properly it's very complicated um, sometimes yeah it the is. ads manager it is it yeah. is and some <laughs> people are great at it some people are super techie and they love it and they love learning that stuff and they want to learn that stuff and there's some people that are like i don't want to do that like so that's why i made that particular course for that type of person so mm. you know <laughs> that's awesome now i don't want to get in to salesy or whatever because yeah, yeah. I want to ask you some more cool questions but if anyone is listening or watching that are interested where can they find out more about that that course yeah um probably just in my group and on my page it's in coffee with carissa group there's a, literally a picture in there that's from last week that says boosting posts for basic bitches um <laughs> but some tips on boosting posts while I'm talking yeah. about the topic is you can't do as much in terms of like detailed targeting with them but let's say if I was running an ad for lashes and I wanted to target mums and I wanted to give it a theme or a name for a package that I was creating called like the pretty mama makeover mm -hmm. as an example um i could you know just create write a post about like mums being tired but wanting to look good and they can't be bothered doing their makeup me <laughs> so we get lashes done and i could have, I have the pretty the pretty mama makeover um mm -hmm. for november only and if you come in and get your lashes done this month you'll save this amount or you'll get a free spray tan or you know whatever mm -hmm. it is that you want to make that particular Like, if you think about the person, you think about that tired mum, you think about what she wants and what she doesn't want. Mm. She wants to look good. She doesn't want to do her makeup or her mascara every day. So you put this offer together for her, and then I would boost, click the boost button, target, um, you know, if most of your mum clients are between the ages of 27 to 37, or 25 to 35, choose that age range. And then in the interests, you can choose parents. You can type in parents with kids between the ages of, I think it's like, three to five or all parents or whatever and women in your local town within 20 kilometers or 10 kilometers or whatever of your suburb mm -hmm. and then boost that put 20 bucks on it for two days or something like that and see how it goes and if you get a sale awesome boost it again yeah What That's do you say to people who are always about, I didn't get any comments, I didn't get any likes. I think I saw you post about that the other day. Tell me a little bit about that. What is the importance about likes and comments? Okay, so, I mean, likes and comments are good and they're important because if people are liking and commenting on your posts, then Facebook will see you or think you are a good business and that will show your stuff to more people. If you're not getting likes and comments on your 
posts, then it's going to show you to less and less people because it thinks that people don't like you. So one of my favorite sayings is if people aren't liking your stuff, it means they don't like your stuff. But in terms of ads, when you're running ads, I did an ad the other day or a post the other day and I literally got no comments, but I made about $1,000 off it because people clicked and bought what I was selling, but nobody commented. And so I put Mm. a screenshot up of the sales that came through and did a post about like, sometimes, you know, comments aren't the result that you should be paying attention to. I mean, sometimes you can run an ad and no one likes and no one buys and no one comments, Mm. (laughs) in which case do something different try again but especially with beauty salons i've found like if you're promoting things like um you know waxing services and facial services people don't like to comment publicly on that stuff they're more likely to private message you or phone or go to your website and Mm -hmm. fill in a contact form so one of my salon clients a few years ago would run ads but get no engagement on them but people would go to her website and mm. Google her and call and make a booking. She had an Ella Bache franchise, I think. So she kept her ads running. And this is the important part of running a business as well. You need to ask your clients where they find you. So she she could have easily just been like, my ads aren't working, turn them off, and then had less clients come in mm. and be like, I don't know what to do. Um, but she kept them running and she just was asking people when they booked in, like, where did you find us? And so many people said Facebook. They didn't say the specific ad, but they were seeing her ads. And then they were booking in with that salon because of that. So it's very important that you ask your clients and find out where they're coming from so that you can do more of what's working. Yeah, totally agree. What do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that people can make when they are writing a Facebook ad? Like, why do they fail? What are some Mm -hmm. of the biggest fails? The biggest one is they're not thinking about the audience at all. They're just talking about themselves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think it was Ben Simpkin, wasn't it, that said like the wee wee test. Um, I heard about it. If you look at your ads or your website text and if it's just saying we this, we this, we, 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 we can help you do this. We're all about this. We have this special offer. If you, the we, we Instead of you, you, you. Yeah. Yeah. So if you look at your um, website, if you look at your ads and if it's saying we a lot, then you want to try and get, like, break that habit and talk to the person, not about yourself. Like who, who is reading it? They need to feel like you're writing to them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really big one. The other one is sometimes people just go like a little bit too direct and just, or like, no, actually the biggest mistake is just putting a picture up with some hashtags. Yes. (laughs) Sometimes it comes from Instagram and then it goes onto their (laughs) Facebook page, right? Yeah. You've actually got to like one of the better things that you could try is it's before, like don't post a picture and then think of what to write with it. Think of what to say first and then choose a picture to go with that. If you can start to get more into that habit yeah then you're consciously thinking about well who am i talking to and what do i want to share with them or what do they want to hear yeah. and then show them a photo rather than just photo and then like i don't know what to put i'll just put some hashtags with it <laughs> yeah i also think like the quality of the picture is probably oh, yeah. quite important and not sounding too salesy <laughs> yeah yeah so the quality of the photo is really important especially in like the hair and beauty industry oh, yeah. like if your lighting is bad like it's just not going to make your work look as good and it's not that great for your branding. Um, and yeah, telling people to book in all the time probably is another, mm-hmm. like everybody, especially new clients. Like if you're advertising to people that have never seen you before, like they're not going to want to just book in now. They're not going to want to just book now. They want to have a conversation first. They might want to know your prices first. They might want to see some of your other work first. So you've got to try different ads. Some of them can say like book online on our website. Some can say message us for prices. Some can say, comment below if you would like to see more of our work you know like different call to actions 
will get better responses. Yeah. What are some of the resources or people along the way that really helped you to get to where you are now? So like people that I've learned from? Yeah, or resources, anything. Yeah, can you recommend anything apart from obviously your own material? Um, I mean, most of what, what I've learned and what I teach has come from experimenting because mm-hmm. I'm a really big believer that if I have an idea I have to test it I have to figure out if it's going to work or not so I've failed a lot (laughs) to learn what works and what doesn't we talk about that too Mm. books raving fans is one of my really favorite books because it talks about like um, creating like a customer experience that people are obsessed with and want to tell everybody about the go-giver is a really good one that's one of my absolute favorite books that's all based around the philosophy of giving people what they want and need rather than always making everything about yourself yeah so many online courses that I've done but never finished. <laughs> that is an issue, isn't it? I am in the same boat. And I know my clients do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think the best way to learn is literally just if you have an idea, just do it. Stop talking yourself out of it because you're going to learn if it works or not. Don't copy other people. Get to know your clients. Ask them so many questions and then you will find out what they want. Yeah, I love that. I want to ask you some other, some more deeper questions mm, just it. to kind of get to know you a little bit. I'm not peeking at I'm my questions. <laughs> so the first one that I love because I was asked that question once before at a podcast is tell me about a student or a customer or client of yours that has really touched your heart mm. and because of that person you kind of changed your practices or you changed something because of an idea they had or the results you got because of that person you started to think around differently and yeah that's a such an awesome question so my clients motivate the crap out of me sometimes like my ideal clients are very much like me like I think sometimes I'm like who me being me like who would I want to follow and then I like try and be that person (laughs) for those people some of my best clients are people that they've actually one comes to mind Holly McKinnon she owned a she's in Canada she owns a hair salon or a beauty salon and she kept saying oh but I really want to do like I, I I do these crystal paintings for fun and she like actually gets like crystals and make puts them on the canvas and does this stuff and then she writes did she books. send you one I've of the paintings I saw one. that and I was so jealous and it's I want so one of them amazing it's so amazing I have to order it and they're like $300. Like she doesn't sell them for really cheap because she puts a lot of time into it. Of and she also writes like kids' books and stuff. And she was wow. like, oh, but I don't, you know, if I, if I do those things that I won't be putting time into my beauty salon. And I'm like, dude, like it's your life. It's not just your business. Like if you want to do that as a part of your life, then you should totally it. do it. And so, you know, if you're multi-passionate, if you want to do more than one thing, like who, there's people out there that will tell you not to do that. Like so many people, like the one thing, just specializing in one thing. Mm. But if you're someone with so many different passions and interests and talents, then why? Like why? Just for money sometimes, like just because someone says to do it. So yeah, she inspired the crap out of me because she just went, I told her to do it. I'm like, just do it. Like if you want to do it. And she did. And she's got two or three now self-published children's books I've got one I read it to my kid who loves it she does these crystal paintings and she set up a salon to run without her which is why she was in my program and I was like I'm gonna write a kid's book now I want like I had to like she did it before I even did it (laughs) that's amazing I love I love that I love those stories as well and just see how far they go and they're more some of some of times they become much better lash artists a lot of the time they Mm. do than me because I teach lashes obviously and I'm so proud of them Mm just to want to reach further and further yeah 
what what do you think is one of the biggest failures you've ever had in your life or business that you learned a lot from me my failure Mm -hmm. uh maybe just one there's a lot (laughs) maybe something that others can avoid if you tell them about it yeah in starting your own business I mean one of them comes to mind when I first started employing people and that was a long time ago I just didn't know how to be a leader I didn't know how to be a boss and I made all of the mistakes and I hired the wrong people for the wrong reasons and I got royally screwed over and I had so many emotional breakdowns I didn't it was that real learning of like people no one cares as much about your business as you do and no one's going to just be a robot and follow the instructions that you give them like so leadership I think everybody that's going to employ people should absolutely study leadership read books on leadership like it's so important but also like as a personal thing I think I was forcing myself for a long time to be someone that other people thought I should be or change myself or follow other people's rules rather than making my own rules for how I wanted to run my business like I have done so much self-development work and learned about like my human design I think it's really important to learn about yourself and like your personality type as well like the Mm. Myers-Briggs personality type stuff really helped me so I know my strengths I know my weaknesses I play to my strengths and I delegate my weaknesses I don't try and do the things that I'm not good at and I don't try and stick to set rules time consistencies routines because that just doesn't work for me I'm a very fly by the seat of my pants type person (laughs) if I have an idea I get excited about it I take action on it and that's actually where my results come from whereas if I try and be like plan something then I'm like it crushes my soul and I hate it I really need the freedom to just do what I want when I want and that's where the magic happens that's (laughs) awesome and that kind of leads me to my next question anyway what makes you feel inspired or be your best self time to sit around and do nothing because that's that's I literally I didn't understand like when I first set up my salons to run without me in my 20s I didn't understand that's what I why I was doing it but I knew like deep down internally that I couldn't show up and work every day like I need to be the visionary person that if I just have blank time like in in my day to just literally do nothing like sit down with a coffee or not scroll my phone because that wastes the time but like, actually nothing like sit there not looking at anything not reading anything or, or read a book or something mm-hmm. and I just listen to that little inner voice of like that's what I feel like doing mm-hmm. and I follow that that's where my best ideas come from whereas if I yeah try to like plan everything or like book everything into my week and like follow a, a structure then it's just meh I'm exactly the same and I think it's the natural flow just coming to you if you just let go yeah and you're not attached to anything no outcome Mm. the universe will kind of bring to you what Mm -hmm. what you need in that moment Mm -hmm. right I have a funny question Mm -hmm. if you could have a billboard with anything on it what would it be and why oh my god (laughs) (laughs) the first vision that comes to mind in my head is just like something to do with my Facebook group because that's where I love people to be so it might be like a photo of me having a coffee and there's something floating in the air and like throwing money or something I don't know like something that like entices people to like come into my group just to, to get tips to make money or grow their business maybe that's probably so something about marketing yeah yeah, yeah. I love that <laughs> I had a guest um, on the podcast once she said eat your f- 
cereal <laughs> would be on her billboard. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because of the kids. Yeah. Or maybe I would have, I've got a saying that says, don't be a can't. Like, yeah, I, can't I love that. do that. I can't do that. So maybe I'd have me with like that mug. It's on a coffee mug that I've got. Do you know that I actually <laughs> tell my kids that now? I do. Because my, my son, I don't know, my, my daughter's differently. She thinks she can just do anything and she will try. But my son goes, it's too hard. I can't do that. And I, I look at him and say, don't be a can't. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't understand the other word, of, of course. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> what does being a happy and successful human mean to you? I guess kind of just what I was talking about before like just knowing who you are and giving yourself full permission to be who you are no matter what anyone else thinks like that's really been a big journey of mine is to like you know the, the things that your parents told you when you were a kid and about you know money and freedom and what to do and what's right and what's wrong like you have to really decide on your own values and beliefs and give yourself permission to be yourself and if you have desires for things that you want to do like you, you have to do them for you What's the best compliment anyone has ever given you, boy or girl? I don't. I don't necessarily. I've never liked. Com- I mean, I like compliments when people say you look good, but mostly it's like, oh my it god, doesn't have to be you're that so looks. No, but you're yeah. so good at that, or yeah. like, um, you're, you know, that idea is amazing, or you're so, like, I like compliments that are kind of give me confidence that I'm good at what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, what, can't think of any specific ones. Yeah, it's hard. When I put you on the spot, <laughs> if you were, and that's kind of touching on business again, because social media, I think from 10 years ago to what it is today, like 10 years ago, there was not much social mm. media. If you were to start your company now mm. instead of 10 years ago, mm. do you think you would do anything differently or would you have to do anything differently? Um, I don't think so. I think the exact same thing that I did back then would work now. And it was all about when I started, I just had like a really great new, you know, what did I call it? Like a new business special offer for like three months. I had a special price and that got people in the door to try me. And then I just gave a really good customer experience and kept people coming back and focused heavily on retention, not on always wanting to get new clients. That was one of the things that helped me grow so fast was like, I didn't always just try and get new clients. I was always focusing on building relationships with my existing ones and they just kept coming back. And so then every time I did get new clients, they'd keep coming back as well. So that's how you grow. Yeah. If I was to give you a million dollars right now, what would you do with it? Um, I know you have money, but if I I was to give you an extra million dollars right now. (laughs) Stick it in my bank with the rest of it and think about what to do Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I always invest some of it into my marketing and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, in terms of money, I'm always – I'm very good with money, but I'm also very kind of like safe with money. Like I, I do some frivolous spending where I'm like, oh, I'm going to go buy a sports car after I've had a baby, like smart, because um, <laughs> I feel like it, and then sell it and get a different car a year later. <laughs> oh, did you sell I've it? i got a Mercedes now. I traded it in. <laughs> I had it for a year and then it was like, this is really uncomfortable to drive. Like it looks so pretty on the outside, but it was painful to drive. My neck was getting sore. So I traded (laughs) it in. (laughs) But I'm also very, I guess, safe with money. I always make sure I have like a lot there just in case something happens and I I need to, you know, use it. So maybe invest in something, maybe keep some, invest some. What do you think is one thing that a lot of people seem to misunderstand about you? About me? 
people think that I'm really confident because when I show up on camera, I <clears throat> fully like get myself into a state of being that person, like a leader and a coach, but I doubt yeah. myself so effing much and I have to consciously choose confidence every day. Mm-hmm. So if anyone thinks that I'm like naturally just super confident, like it's it's not it's a choice that I make every day actually yeah and it's also a practice yeah isn't it because I think a lot of girls starting out in in this industry and it's a very cutthroat industry and there's a lot of bitchiness going on and a lot of my clients they're too scared to even do the step and show their face somewhere on the camera but I think the best thing is to just do it anyway you know get comfortable being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. you're doing a fine job I have a lot of anxiety as well so that's that whole like I've really got to work through those thoughts and like consciously change them yeah if in 150 years science fails to save us (laughs) and all that is left is a book about your life (laughs) what would the title be and what did the blurb tell us about carissa hill (laughs) the title would probably be just do what you want and it would probably summary be listen to that little voice inside of you and do what you think is most important and what lights you up love that love that now the last question i ask everyone because it's one of the biggest questions that when i googled for the best podcast questions this Mm -hmm. one always comes up Mm -hmm. and if you were in my shoes right now and i was interviewing you what would be one question that i should have asked you oh yeah Oh, my God. I, I suck at this one, actually. Like, three people have asked me this. <laughs> I never know. We should be coming better at this, Chris. <laughs> Gets me off guard every time. Something you're really passionate about right now that you want people to know, something you want to talk about that you never get asked. <laughs> How is it living in the forest? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm like, I literally am, like, stuck on this, like... Maybe, I mean, one thing that I'm thinking a lot about now and that I want to help more people to do is, like, to become leaders and mentors and teach what they have learned. Like, if you've been in business for X amount of years, like 10 years, 7 years, 6 years, whatever, and you've done all of these cool things, like, there's always new people starting that need guidance. And even though there's so many people already being coaches and whatever, like, there's still – you're going to be the perfect person for someone. Mm. So, I mean, a question that – you could have asked me how can you become a better leader yeah or like if you want to become a a leader or you have that if you have a feeling because one thing that I've always had in my life even as a kid growing up like my little daydreams and fantasies was always that I was I had an audience like Mm -hmm. I've always been a creative person whether that was music or art like I've always had my little fantasies of like I create something and then here's people see it and they go oh that's amazing you know um like Moana you're so amazing I know I watched that way too many times with my oh, kids. Same time. <laughs> and so when I started teaching what I learned with others, like it's just so rewarding. Mm-hmm. I think you must feel the same way. Like oh, when yeah. you have learned something or been through something and you share it with other people and they tell you, wow, like that's so me or that's so helpful, you changed my life, that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. I just think teaching and, and giving back and sharing what you've learned and what you've been through is amazing. And um, one of the things that I want to do more of this year, uh, next year is – to help more people get started like doing that like putting themselves out there and sharing what they've learned because it's it's really fulfilling Mm. love that thank you so much i think that's the end of the last tribe show so i want to thank you carissa thank you for coming down the street (laughs) and for me driving up the hill (laughs) because i was on my way here anyway well 
kind of yeah. on the way. And it's always great to catch up with you. And yeah. you're very, very knowledgeable. If you want to get in contact with Carissa, obviously jump into Coffee with Carissa on Facebook or what is it? CarissaHill.com. .com.au. .com.au. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thanks everyone. And we will see you all at the next episode. Bye.